From COK Studios in Mary Louise Kelly's carport, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. On today's show, we'll consider the firing of FBI Director James Comey and what it means for the Russia investigation. We'll also consider the origins of new slang terms and phrases in our series, Consider the Source. And we'll consider who wears short shorts. I wear short shorts. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Tony Danza Foundation. Committed to helping actors named Tony find jobs where they only play characters named Tony. Visit whosetheboss.org for information. And the American Healthcare Act. Helping Americans get better coverage and stay healthy. Just kidding, we're so screwed. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. Last week, President Donald Trump abruptly fired FBI Director James Comey, and what followed were many conflicting reports about whose idea it was to fire him and what the rationale was. First, President Trump said he was acting on the advice of Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General, but then he completely undercut that explanation and said that he was going to fire Comey regardless. The confusion surrounding Comey's dismissal, as well as the FBI's investigation of the Trump team's ties to Russia, raises serious questions. There are many saying that the firing of Comey at this juncture only confirms that the FBI was getting too close to something Trump doesn't want people to know about. A senior Trump aide close to the Comey firing spoke to COK News on the condition of anonymity. We altered the aide's voice to sound like Little Edie from Grey Gardens to protect their identity. Here now is that interview. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. What was the rationale inside the White House for Comey's firing? Oh, you'll hear lots of different stories. Comey was stealing the president's spotlight. Comey had a lack of trust for his FBI agents. The FBI was getting too close to uncovering something bad about Russia. Hillary's emails. Comey wasn't loyal to the president. Honestly, dear, it's probably all of the above. I see. It's also been said that Comey was fired because Trump is mad that too many White House staffers are leaking information to the press and Comey wasn't doing anything about it. Oh, we're all leaking stuff, left and right. I'm going on Ellen and four other podcasts to talk about what's going on in the White House. They're going to change my voice to sound like a pirate on Ellen. Why are so many people leaking to the press? Oh, don't even get me started. It's just awful here in the White House. I can't stand being in the White House. In the first place, it makes me terribly nervous. I'm scared to death of doors, locks, people like Sean Spicer roaming around in the background, under the trees, in the bushes. I'm absolutely terrified. Quite. What have you heard about whom the president might pick to succeed James Comey? There's lots of names out there right now. Jared, Ivanka, the Greenskeeper at Mar-a-Lago, Fernando, and Mrs. Popinski, an old Russian woman who was the Trump kid's nanny. I think they might interview the acting director, Andrew McCabe, and maybe a few other people, but I think you'll probably see Jeff Sessions just put forward a name of a Trump loyalist. It sounds like it'll be a rough confirmation, then. Why do you think they'll go with someone who's likely to be rejected? President Trump is a staunch character, and I tell you, if there's anything worse than dealing with a staunch man, S-T-A-U-N-C-H, there's nothing worse, I'm telling you. They don't weaken no matter what. Well, do you see any comparisons with this situation and the Watergate scandal of the Nixon administration? 
I'm a Trump aide. We don't do history. I only know what they show on Fox and Friends, honey. It's on 24-7 around here. It's either that or bootleg Russian pornography that comes in special packages to the president. The Russian ambassador brought in Gulag Girls 7 for us to watch last week. Yikes. You have no idea. It was bleak. Bleak. Like the future of our government. That was my interview with an anonymous White House aide. For more of our coverage of the FBI Russia investigation, visit considerourknowledge.com. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to another installment of our Consider the Source series. Typically, we hear about new slang terms from our resident phraseologists, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, but today Constance is joined by another very well-known wordsmith, her good friend, Prunella Chapman. Glad to have you both with us, ladies. Glad to be here. <laughs> Delighted. So I'm excited to have Prunella joining us today, but I have to ask, Constance, where's Leslie? Well, we have decided that our next book project will be two separate volumes, Slang for Men and Slang for Women. Prunella and I are writing the slang for women, while Leslie is writing with his good friend, Lord Ignatius Xylophone Reynolds, on the men's version of the book. Oh, I thought it would be a good idea for women to have their own book of slang terms and phrases, because phraseology and slang studies have traditionally been very much a boys' club. Oh, Constance and I want to break the glass ceiling. Indeed, Prunella. Down with the slang patriarchy. It is high time we had a book of our own. Well, that sounds like a great idea. What types of slang will we see in your book? Well, you won't see any slang terms for male genitalia. Not at all. I have grown so weary of all the slang books that have page after page of references to a man's dooflicker or his plonker or his silent flute. Or his tummy banana. No, no, there will be none of that in our book. Okay, well, so what will be in your book then? We have a good deal of new exciting slang, especially tailored to women. Such as voluntold. This is when you are forcibly volunteered for something. A task that was once voluntary has now been ordered to you. As in, I wasn't really going to volunteer for the party planning committee, but Steve voluntold me I had to do it. Oh, being voluntold happens to a lot of women in the workplace. What else have you got? Another term from the book is neglect. Oh, <laughs> this is when you abandon someone in mid-conversation for a prolonged period of time, intentionally or unintentionally, <laughs> via the sending of text messages. As in, I feel so bad I fell asleep last night and totally neglected you. No, oh, I've done that before. We all have. I neglected Leslie yesterday. He was very cross with me. That's too bad. Oh, another word from this book is mummified. This is when you have spent so much time with your children that you cannot function as a normal adult anymore. As in, did she just say she has to go tinkle in the party? Yeah, she's mummified. I'm sure a lot of women can relate to that one. Indeed we can. Well, Constance Prunella, I think your book of slang for women will be a huge success. Oh, we do hope so. Well, thank you both for coming by and sharing your new terms with us today. It was our pleasure! <laughs> that was Consider the Source. 
And now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because it's important for us to have a win every so often, no matter how little. Our first Big Little Win is from Janet Bloomberg in Des Moines, Iowa, who hit four consecutive green lights on the way to the veterinarian last week. Even though it wasn't an emergency, it must have been nice to get your cat Rumple Teaser to his appointment on time. Way to go, Janet. Congratulations to Carla Mayfee of Butte, Montana on her big little win. Carla was ecstatic when her Celtic Woman CD arrived in the mail after only five weeks instead of the anticipated 12 weeks after donating $75 to her local public radio station. Enjoy the music that has been described as River Dance for the Voice. If you or someone you know has a big little win, let us know by posting it on our Facebook page or sending us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. And now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because it's important to have... Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It is. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.